0: Need a faith boost? You're in the right place. Faith for Her is your place to come for faith-building encouragement and scriptural truths that you can apply to your everyday life. Whether you are one that opens your Bible and struggles to understand, or one who reads the word every day and is just unsure how to apply it to your everyday life, this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Katie Wynn. I've been teaching Bible studies to large groups of women for over five years, and I am passionate about building women up in their faith through biblical literacy. Teaching God's word and encouraging women in their faith is my ministry, but I also work for a marketing agency and homeschool my littles. I believe that faith can be applied to all areas of our lives, and I want to help you do just that. Get ready for some hope that can only be found in Jesus. It's time for Faith Boost. Hi, friends, and welcome back to episode two in a four-part series called Faith in the Space Before What's Next. This series is for anyone who finds themselves in a stage of transition. Anyone who is hanging out between what was and what is going to be and waiting on God to show them the pathway forward. And I am right there with you, if that is you, my friend. Last week, I talked about a transition um, in my own life and how a transition season can be hard and confusing and even hurtful and how to trust God through the process and grow in the waiting That episode is called Trust the Sifting, so be sure to go back and listen to that if you haven't already. Trusting the Sifting gets you to a place of acceptance and trusting God in your circumstance. And once we get there, we get to move on to what we're going to talk about today. And today we're going to talk about rising from our broken places and overcoming bitterness. Friend, I just want to remind you that if God has allowed it, he will use it. This is one of the hardest truths to understand, and that's because we only see what's in front of us while God sees the whole picture. In the last episode, I talked quite a bit about wrestling with God and trusting him when things don't go our way, but today I want to focus a bit more on our interactions with others. Today, I want to talk about rising from our broken places by overcoming bitterness and extending grace. Because oftentimes, bitterness is what takes root in our hearts and what holds us back from rising from our broken places. And bitterness festers in relationships that have gone awry, Um, or it festers when we lose our trust in somebody. It can also fester when we lose. Um, our bearings, and maybe stop trusting God for a minute. Um, and so again, if you haven't listened to last uh, the last episode, episode one in this series, go back and do that and get your heart right with God. And now let's take the time to get our heart right with other people. Because we can't move from the space between what was into the space of what's next without healing some of our brokenness and letting go of bitterness. Bitterness unchecked will strangle every bit of happiness from your life. So it's extremely important to heal in this area. And the beginning of healing, it comes from embracing this truth. We are but broken people in a broken world. We will hurt each other. But the words of Jesus must ring louder than the pain we want to hold on to. In this world, there will be trouble, but fear not. I have overcome the world. Those are the words of Jesus. But Satan will whisper lies when we are are wounded. Lies that if we're not careful, we will listen to them. Lies that we must be justified by man, that we cannot be whole without an apology that we should just quit now because every time we try, we just get hurt. Satan's one goal is to get us to a broken place where we no longer trust others, ourselves, or God. If he can make us bitter, we can't get any better in this life. And he's really good at his game. Just as we feel like we can pick ourselves up another arrow flies and knocks us back down, Have you ever felt that way? I know I have. Sometimes it's exhausting just to keep moving forward. It's discouraging. Resentments start growing. Bitterness festers. And then soon enough, we stop looking like Jesus and start looking like the walking wounded. Some sort of Christian zombie army full of broken people that just can't figure out how to love each other like Jesus. This is not the kind of church that will change the world. And Satan knows it. Friends, as humans, we waste so much time fighting against flesh and blood, even though the Bible tells us that's not where our battle is. Still, we're in the flesh, and so we focus on the flesh. And so we have resentments, and we have our need to be right, And we have our waiting for an apology or wanting others to see how wronged we were. And all of those things are simply stumbling blocks in the way of wholeness in Christ. In Christ, we are made whole. In Christ, we find peace. In Christ, we are loved beyond measure and redeemed. All of those things are in direct opposition to the bitterness that we hold in our hearts. And the only way to pull ourselves from our broken places is to start speaking these truths to ourselves. Rising from our broken places also means we must extend this truth to others. I went to lunch with my sister-in-law this week after church, and she was asking me about some recent hurt I had experienced and, um, she made this comment and she said, you know, I thought like Christians were supposed to be like a family and I thought they were supposed to be different. And I sort of laughed to myself because those were the lies that Satan had been speaking to me that I had already overcome um, after spending time with Jesus and in prayer. Um, But I I thought for a minute before I answered and I told her the truth (laughs) I said, exactly. We are just like a family. We're going to hurt each other. We're human. You know, forgiving a Christian brother or sister, I think, can feel harder sometimes. Because when we read the Bible, we see that Christians should all be like Jesus. And even people outside the church have this impression. But here's the thing. The church is not full of perfect people. It's full of people trying to become like Jesus. Grace is God loving us through this process and helping us grow and is only made possible by what Jesus did on the cross. Because of Christ and what he did for us, God looks at us and has nothing but love for us. But this loving grace is not just for me or you. God has that same love for your brother or sister in Christ who may have wronged you. If we want God's grace for ourselves, we have to appreciate that that same grace is extended to others. Overcoming bitterness and offering grace to others inside and outside the church is the way to healing brokenness in our own hearts. You know, just for a minute, I want you to picture in your head that person or the people who wronged you who broke your trust, who took away your dream, who hurt your family, who broke your heart, who got what you had been praying for. And now I want you to be really honest and I want you to just picture in your head, what do you think they deserve for that? Be truthful with yourself. What does your flesh want? Would you like to see them paid back for what they've done? Do you want them to be hurt just like you've been hurt? Do you have any Christian love for them at all? Or do you only have resentment and bitterness? You know, admitting our humanity is the first step to surrendering our bitterness to God. The next step is repenting of those very human responses And asking God to give us his heart of grace for those that we feel have wronged us. A lot of people are scared to bring these things that I just asked you to think of to God. Like maybe he's going to punish you. Maybe he's not going to love you as much when you admit to him these terrible things that go through your head. Or these terrible emotions that you hide in your heart. But friend, God sees your heart already. And when we bring that brokenness to God, he's going to heal it. God does not condemn us when we bring our brokenness and our sin to him with a humble heart. He embraces us. Psalm 51, 17. It says, my sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. You, God, will not despise. God wants us to bring even our ugly to Him so that He can turn it into something beautiful. And once we're able to be honest with ourselves and be honest with God and bring Him our brokenness and our bitterness, we have the next step. And this is probably the hardest part. We ask God to heal us of the hurt. Because more often than not, we will not get closure or an apology from the people that have hurt us. This is a hard thing, friends. We want to hear, I'm sorry. Doesn't it feel good to hear, I'm sorry, when you've been wronged? But many times, we're not going to hear, I'm sorry. And many of us spend our whole lives in misery because someone who should have loved us hurt us and was not sorry. God has more for us. God has the power to heal and restore our hearts. And he has the power to make us new. And it's not dependent on the action of any man. Through the same power that rose Jesus from the grave, we can rise from our broken places of bitterness into the abundant future that God has planned for us. But if we're refusing to heal or to let go of bitterness until a person makes it right for us, then we've made that person our idol. Think about that for a minute. When that person writing what they have wronged for you, when that person apologizing or fixing becomes so important to you that you cannot move forward. You have now made that person your idol over Jesus. And you're hurting yourself. If we spend our days waiting for man to justify us, if we refuse to move on until the wrong gets righted, we are holding ourselves back from the freedom that Jesus offers us. We overcome our brokenness with Jesus, yet we are more than overcomers. We are his beloved. That standing, the Lord's beloved, has to become more important than the approval or apology of any man if we are to truly experience intimacy with Christ. You know, if anybody has an example of loving those that hurt him, it's Jesus, the man who gave all for the very people that nailed him to a cross, the man who loved despite being despised. The only way forward out of our brokenness and our bitterness is to become more like Jesus. We must look at others' brokenness with the redemptive love of Christ. This requires humility and reminding ourselves that we too are broken. We too hurt people. We too have a long way to go in becoming perfect like Jesus. When we get the right lens, we will see that those people that hurt us, those people who are not sorry or who won't enter into our pain, their redemption and sanctification is a process just like ours. It's a process between them and God. Now, I'm not asking you to be a doormat. I don't want you to get me wrong here. If somebody hurts you, speak up. Seek clarification. Seek reconciliation. But at the end of the day, if they don't see it your way, if they are not sorry, or if they don't even understand how what they did was hurtful to you, leave that at the throne of grace. Leave it. Don't carry it around as a burden on your back as you make your way to the celestial palace. What a heavy, weighed-down way to walk through life. That was a Pilgrim's Progress reference for those that caught it. And if not, I highly recommend the book. Friends, this is the cross that we're asked to pick up as we follow Jesus. Lay down your burdens and pick up the grace of God. Carry around the reminder that Christ died for the sins of all so that all brokenness would be healed. Lift up the name above all names and beckon others to follow you in the sacred act of forgiveness of people who may never be repentant. I'll never forget the day that I laid down the burden of being molested as a child at the throne of grace. I had carried it well into adulthood because my perpetrator was not sorry. And if he was not sorry, how could I let it go? But I was weary of the baggage. I was tired of carrying it. It affected me in so many areas of my life. I was stuck emotionally. I couldn't grow like I wanted to grow. And so I prayed. And God gave me the strength to go see this man and tell him that I forgave him. He still never admitted what he did to me. He still wasn't sorry. But something in me changed. When I chose to fully trust God, when I was ready to surrender to his way of love instead of my way of bitterness, he gave me an increased portion of his spirit. Not only could I forgive, but I was able to start praying for this man that he may know Jesus and turn his life around. It's been seven years and that hasn't happened yet, but I trust God's sovereignty. Salvation is in his hands and forgiveness is now in my heart. I can now use this story of rising from my broken places to show others that it is possible to overcome. It is possible to forgive. And then when we can't do it on our own, it's God who gives us his Holy Spirit to help us. If he did it for me, he will do it for you. Friend, I've learned this time and time again. It has become a way of life for me. The things we can't heal on our own, we must entrust to Jesus. You can either hold on to your hurt or you can grab hold of your future but you can't hold on to both at the same time. One's behind you and one's ahead. And if you're trying to grab hold of both, you will stay stuck. I'm reminded of a story in the Bible that reminds us that when we've tried all we can on our own and we cannot make ourselves well, we must reach out and grab hold of the only one that can save us. And that's Jesus. In Mark 5, 24 to 29, we meet the woman who was bleeding, and she was incurable. I'm just going to read a brief part of the story to you. A large crowd followed and pressed around him, and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. Because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body she was freed from her suffering when no one else could could heal her when she couldn't heal herself jesus freed her from her suffering and all it took was her reaching out in faith to grab hold of jesus and his power did the rest to heal her friend don't give up on your healing Don't lose faith because Jesus can heal that broken place in your heart that has been hurting since your childhood. He can heal that broken place in your heart that you haven't given to Him yet and you need to. We find our hope in Jesus alone, in the fact that He not only saved us from ourselves, but He saved us to something abundant. We get eternal life with him. Can we trust that there is beauty on the other side of ashes if we simply pry our fingers loose of resentment, bitterness, and sheltering our hearts to prevent future pain? And can we take hold of the healing power of Jesus? Let's try. Let's ask Jesus to heal the broken places in our hearts that we cannot heal, that no man can heal. Then let's lay our hearts and bodies bare before a hurting world that takes the first blow at us every time. Let's decide that if Jesus was willing to die for that person who hurt you, that you can forgive him too. And in the forgiving of others, let us remember that the looking glass reveals the Biggest sinner of all self, myself, yourself. The reflection in the mirror is a simple reminder of a person who sinned against God yet was forgiven. A person who continues to sin yet is covered by the blood of Christ and still beloved in our Father's eyes. A Father's eyes that look back at us and say, I want you to be free. I did all the work for you to be free. Walk in that freedom. Let go of your hurt and grab hold of your future. I have so much more for you than brokenness. Hearing God's word and the testimony of the saints should always transform us. And so... I want to pause and reflect for a moment and I want to end our time with our eyes set on spiritual growth. And I just want you to let me ask you a few questions and ponder them over. What bitterness are you holding on to? How is this bitterness transforming you into someone that you don't want to be? Maybe you can't trust others. Maybe you have revenge in your heart. Maybe you're angry all the time. Is it causing anxiety attacks? Do you just want to give up on people? Can you see how your bitterness is actually breaking you? Can you see that it's actually holding you back it's not helping you or serving you are you ready to let go of this bitterness and be transformed by Christ are you ready to rise from your broken places it's time to forgive it's time to let go of bitterness and offer grace Let's pray. And I'm going to pray for all of us because overcoming bitterness and extending grace is not a one time thing. This is a practice we will need to come back to every time we are offended. Lord, we bring our brokenness to the foot of the throne of grace as we remind ourselves that the sin of our bitterness has already been washed in the blood that Christ shed on the cross so that we could be forgiven. Thank you for that grace. Let it sink deep into our hearts today so that we can extend that grace to others that have wronged us. Help us to forgive the offenses that we've been holding on to so that we can rise from our broken places into the good plan that you have for our lives. Lord, we thank you that Jesus rose again so that we could rise with him, so that we could overcome and set our sights on things above. Lord, heal our hearts and make us whole. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Friends, I'm going to close with this verse today, and it's Colossians 3.1. If then... You have been raised with christ seek the things that are above where christ is seated at the right hand of god i'll see you in the next episode and until then be blessed Thank you for spending this time with me. I hope you walk away with a faith boost that puts a little spring in your step. I'd love to connect with you on social media. I'm on both Facebook and Instagram. On Facebook, it's Faith for Her and Instagram, it's Katie Wynn Faith for Her. I'm on Instagram a little bit more where I share little faith of boosters in my squares. I love to write and so you'll find words of encouragement on the regular over there in addition to pictures of my life. So I homeschool my kids. You'll see my family. I love to be in the kitchen and the garden and I love to be outdoors. So I would love to get to know you a little bit better over on Instagram too. So I'll put links to my social channels down in the show notes. And until the next episode, be blessed and be encouraged.